over the last two decades of leadership, entrepreneurship, conflict resolution, I've developed a few tricks of the trade, so to speak, on how to command respect almost instantaneously. So I'm gonna go ahead and reveal some of the best tricks, habits, um, that I've developed over the years to help me, in fact, accomplish that. This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. Welcome back, guys, to DFG Don't Fear Grit. And uh, today's episode, we're talking about psychological tricks that will enable you to command respect almost instantaneously. And it's not an arrogant statement. I'm sure you've already observed that in other people. And maybe you've actually developed some of the skill sets yourself. But there are absolutely things you can do, habits you can form, um, that will give you an edge and enable you, even if you're meeting someone or you are in a situation with people for the very first time, to walk into that room and command respect. And When I articulate it in that way, you can probably immediately, and many of you already thought of a situation where you saw someone enter a room and immediately that room was drawn to them. They, The entire room immediately respected this individual even if they've never met them before. So what is it about that individual that enables them to command respect? Let's actually upgrade that situation a little bit more. What about a moment of conflict? How do people actually walk into a high stressful, highly stressful, tension-filled moment of conflict and demand and earn and get that respect from those people as a means to almost like a super uh, hero power de-escalating that situation and actually convert everything that's going on in that situation to their favor? Well, it's not an accident. You've heard me say this phrase many times before, success is not accidental, it is intentional. So the ability to um, de-escalate conflict, but not only just de-escalate it, but then make it favorable to you is also an intentional thing and not accidental. So what are some of these things that people do, say, mannerisms, that actually allow people to command those moments? Well, over the years, I've developed some sort of tricks myself, and whether it be things that I've observed in other people and I was like, wow, that was an incredible move or that was an incredible line or the ability, what that person did. It's amazing what resulted because then I I, I paid attention to it and I noticed the trends. I'm like, wow, every single time that this person did this, it resulted in this. So I I made note of that. And, And then I would start to apply it to my own life. And then I noticed some things that I would do that would result in me being able to earn respect from people around me. And then the more you do that and the more that you are intentionally paying attention to how people respond to various situations, that sort of then arms you with the ability to enter situations with more confidence because now you're armed with sort of like the toolbox, the the conflict resolution toolbox that you can just um, 
refer to and dip into uh, to be able to, like I just said, I know I'm repeating myself here, but it's important, resolve conflict. But the point of this conversation today is resolve conflict favorably for you, where you you then are earning their respect because that that's a big deal um, that can uh, result in some really positive things for you, uh, for your life and and for various situations. Now, when I say conflict, I don't want you to confuse that and limit it to only conflict meaning physical conflict, right? There are physical angry moments, and I'm not just referring to that, although these will work for those situations, but I'm actually talking about, and if you're an entrepreneur, you definitely are living this every single day, there are moments where there are conflict, differences of opinion, either between you and your staff, your staff and your clients, or you and your clients, you and another vendor, you and another competitor. And all of these moments, really, if you're if you properly position yourself, you can actually handle all of those moments where you're not just de-escalating, but you're creating now a favorable environment for yourself. So I'm gonna discuss today four psychological tricks, really habits. I don't like the, you know, the word tricks sort of has a negative connotation, but um, habits that'll enable you to really command that room and get people to respect you almost instantaneously. Um, And the first one that we, I wanted to address here is to be kind. Uh, I'm sorry, not be kind, be calm, to be calm. I can't stress enough Be calm in situations where most people show fear. I want that to sort of like resonate a little bit. Be calm. Now, I'm starting this with number one because this is really your first go-to in these moments. You have to remain a level of calmness because the opposite of calm, which is this sort of frantic reactionary approach doesn't just de-escalate anyone's emotions around you. But if the emotions are high from everyone around, you could do, you could accomplish really two big things within seconds. Number one, you can de-escalate a moment within seconds. Number two, you can command the attention of everyone within seconds by doing that. And a great additional sort of sub-tip here, so so I guess psychological habit number one is, is be calm in situations where everyone else shows fear, is in the moment where you, now it's your turn to respond, don't say anything for two or three seconds. More than that is a little obnoxious, but that two or three second moment of silence is an extraordinary power that you can add to that particular moment. And what it's going to do is solve the problem that I just outlined. Number one, if you are calm and then you wait two or three seconds for your response, by default, you are zeroing everyone in to the moment that you're about to command. You've just de-escalated the volume of the response and everyone now is focusing in on what it is that you are about to say. How are you going to respond? That is actually going to control in that moment how everyone else is going to continue to respond. So as you enter that moment of conflict, if you can control your body language, your words, your response, and project calmness, 
and then follow that up with a two or three second moment of silence before you even say or utter anything, you will, within those few moments, you will successfully de-escalate and now command the respect of everyone in that's involved with this particular uh, project. You can call it a problem, conflict. It's a very, very powerful tool. Now, most people feel the pressure to have to respond very quickly. And that that kind of pressure will always trans- translate to a level of franticness. The franticness is the opposite of calmness. It's the opposite of what we're talking about here. So that's why even in that moment where you're feeling the pressure to have to say something, you're feeling the pressure to have to do something, what I want to recommend to you is in for you to be able to gain some control is think, be calm when everyone else is responding with fear and count to two to three in your own head and then deliver something. That will even calm your body and your mannerisms will also match this calmness that you're trying to project to everyone else. The next thing we're gonna talk about here is to hold eye contact during conflict, but not always. I wanna stress that because I actually don't believe in the in absolute truths. So it's not an absolute truth to hold eye contact always. Number one, it becomes incredibly awkward, uncomfortable for a lot of people. And then that translates, if you break that time where you're supposed to do it, then it translates to obnoxiousness. It's more aggressive. You're escalating instead of de-escalating. So it's going to be counterproductive. So it's really important to maintain eye contact, but not always. There's a couple rules of thumb here to keep in mind based on what your your objective, right? So if you hold, you got to understand this. If you're holding eye contact while the other person is also holding eye contact, that's going to create more conflict. So if you break though, if two people are holding eye contact and then you break that eye contact momentarily by looking down, it's gonna de-escalate it. So keep that in mind. If your goal is to immediately de-escalate, that is one technique that you can apply to do that. Another thing, if you hold, if you wanna hold, if you wanna show that you are not intimidated, right? So maybe you're in a moment where you are feeling the best result here is you don't want um, you don't want, let's see here, um, um, you don't want people to think that you are intimidated. I'm sorry, there you go. So <laughs> so I'm just trying to find my words here. So if you don't want others to feel like, and regardless, that you are intimidated by the moment and the, and this, this moment is not too big, well then you need to be the one then that's gonna hold that eye contact, right? And even like I was saying earlier, there are moments where you can break that line and now it starts to translate to too, being way too aggressive and, and escalates it. However, and this is rare and I don't necessarily recommend this in all situations. This is a very rare moment. But if you really are confident and you do not want anyone to think in this moment that you are intimidated at all, well, then you wait for the other person to break away. And then that last person who's left sort of standing, in this case, looking, is the person that's gonna be projected as someone who is absolutely not intimidated. And um, the other thing that you can do where you want to, and this is this is this is sort of my favorite one, and it, but if you want to de-escalate 
without showing any levels of fear or discomfort, then what you want to do is you start by looking, right, and holding that stare, but instead of breaking down, what you're going to do is you're going to break to the side. Do you understand that? So one one way is, remember, you can look at the person and you're really establishing, establishing yourself as someone that should be respected, but you want to de-escalate it. So the first thing in that immediate level, level of de-escalation is to look down. Now that sends a very, very clear message to the other person that maybe they're also um, ha- are still in charge a little bit, right? But you, so you're just, you're offering something peaceful and you're looking to look down and be like, but I, I get it, you're still in charge. That can de-escalate it and it still gives authority to the other individual. But let's say you don't necessarily want to communicate that you're giving authority to this other individual, but you still do want to de-escalate it without any level of fear. Well, what you could do is you, rem- you instead of looking down, so you're going to make eye contact, all you're going to do is you're going to look to the left or you're going to look to the right and then you can, you can come back. So when you're looking to the left or the right, either you can be finding something to sort of focus on or shifting it to someone else. That is now still maintaining your level of confidence and authority in that moment, but it's also offering them physically, it's telling them you, do, you don't wanna be aggressive, you, you do wanna deescalate, so you're gonna look to this side. Does that make sense to you, a lot of you guys? Um, the next thing that you guys uh, are going to do here, this is again, one of these psychological tricks in order to, uh, to be able to command respect from the people around you. And if you're like hearing what I'm saying and you're getting it and you're like, oh man, this is really, really registering. Do me a favor and send me a message by liking. If you're watching this on YouTube or somewhere else, do me a favor, li- uh, like it. If you, if you haven't already subscribed to the show and you're, you're more of a podcaster, that's awesome. Love my podcast. It's my biggest community actually. And do me a favor, subscribe to the show and share it share it to one person who you feel like might uh, find value from here. But the next trick that I want to get into is don't let others dictate where your attention goes. Now, you can make people crave your attention by being selective with it. Does that make sense? In these moments where maybe you've got a hostile situation and you need to de-escalate it, but now you need to actually translate the authority to you. In these moments, the other person who is also trying to do this, what they're going to do is they're going to try to control your attention. They're going to try to control what you say, control where you look, control what you do, control who's involved, right? It's a power struggle in this moment. Now, you have to take under consideration the first things that we just discussed. So while doing that, you also cannot let these individuals around you to command where your attention goes. If you do that, you're going to lose respect by default of the fact that, number one, no one really might know that you exist. They don't know that you're actually part of the conversation. And and why I say those two things, let's say you're in a crowded room, a bunch of leaders, and there's discussion there. You're going to get lost in the crowd unless you can actually now project yourself a little bit and now control where that attention goes. Don't let other people necessarily always dictate and control where your attention goes. Now, there are certain things that you could do to make people crave your attention. Eyes are a big thing. The way that you articulate words, like the tonality of your words and the the words themselves that you use, you can actually present yourself in such a way that the people in that situation are craving your attention. They're going to crave 
what it is that you have to say to say. And, and that is one way that you can now control where the attention goes. The last thing, um, and this is a hard one for a lot of people, but a super powerful one once you realize the value in this. But be honest, even when it goes against your self-interest. This is going to scream to everyone around self-confidence. Now, now also, it's not about faking it. It's about being real. You want to you wanna cultivate a genuinely strong, deep, internal confidence. Building an unshakable confidence will project around you, resulting in getting more people to respect you practically instantaneously. So all of that leads us to the most important part of this is for you to genuinely be confident in yourself, to genuinely be confident in your ability, be genuinely confident in your authority as well. If you don't have confidence internally, it's never going to project externally. So it's going to be very difficult for you to actually maintain a level of calmness but end authority. It's going to be very difficult for you to be able to look at someone in the eyes and project confidence and authority to that person. It's going to also be very, very difficult for the people observing this moment to see you as the person who's in charge, as you with the person who has true authority in this moment. The person who's able to receive all of that attention is that person who has tremendous internal self-confidence. That's one of those traits of people that walk into the room and you ever wonder, why is it that everyone is gravitating towards them? Well, one big piece of that puzzle is the internal confidence that they are already walking into that room with. And that's something that you have to build and cultivate for yourself. Because if you could do that and then master these four techniques that we just outlined, this is really that perfect rep recipe for success in these moments where now you are going to be able to command the respect of people around you, even if you've never met them before. Now you can imagine how valuable this would be. Now earlier I said in moments where it could be you and your staff, teaching your staff with the clients, you moments with your clients, you with, what about competitors? There's lots of moments with competitors. Or how about seminars, conventions, workshops that you're attending, that other people are attending too, that are not just opportunities for you to learn, but opportunities for you to network. This is an incredible networking sort of habit that you can form that allow you to get more value in those networking moments. This is incredibly important, and I want to encourage and motivate all you guys to pursue this a little bit more. So if you've had that aha moment as we've been having this conversation today, well, that's your trigger or should be your trigger to look a little bit deeper, dive a little bit deeper on this subject and develop those habits for yourself because it's a game changer. It really is a game changer because there's a lot of money left on the table, for example, back to the networking opportunities. There's a lot of business and leadership and motivational and, and influential opportunities out there if you can properly develop 
these skills. Guys, I hope you love the show. You know, do me a favor, like, comment, subscribe, do all those great things and definitely share this with someone that you feel like might find value out of this and it might actually help them. Remember, we're a community. The idea is for this community to help each other. The tide rises for all ships. So if you found something in this show that you feel like might help someone, share it. Don't keep it locked up just for yourself because guess what? The success is for everyone as everyone um, is able to um, develop and earn levels of success, then we all are able to earn new levels of success as well. Appreciate you guys. Remember guys, don't fear the process. Don't fear it. Take care.